Good morning. And a happy new year to everyone whom I have not gotten the privilege of wishing uh, such salutations to. Uh, oh, I'm not sure if I should pray or run at this point. Um, let's pray. Oh God, thank you. We find ourselves here this morning, some of us confused, some of us hungry, some of us dissatisfied with life, some of us as happy as can be. We find ourselves uh, going through a flood of emotions, dear God. Yet we find ourselves at the one place where we can gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ to hear from your word. Oh God, if you would take all the distractions of this day already, certainly the week that has gone past, and if you would just put those aside, dear God, ever so briefly, so that we could lean closer, tune our ears better, so that when we leave this place this afternoon, oh God, we would have a better understanding of who we are, where we are, and what you expect of us. God, thank you for your word. Bless it now. Take the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts and make them acceptable to you and you alone. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. I would like for you to turn to the book of Job. <clears throat> uh, Everybody's in the middle of uh, making their New Year's resolutions and um, how I'm going to live better this year and um, what I'm going to do differently and all that good stuff. And I want us to take a look at um, uh, this well-known man by the name of Job. Job chapter 1, we're just going to look at Job chapter 1. We're not going to preach through the whole book. But it starts out, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright, fearing God and turning away from evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to this man. Verse 3 says, his possessions also were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very, and very many servants. Uh, and that man was the greatest of all the men of the east. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on his day. And they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the days of feasting had completed their cycle, Job would send and consecrate them, rising up early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to their number, According to the number of them all, Job said, perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. And Job, scripture says, did this continually. So here's this man, according to verse 1, who was upright. He was blameless. He feared God and he ran away from evil. Had a, had a, had a, had a, had a number of children. And verse 3 tells us is that he's pretty wealthy. 
And, 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 and by all indications, if Job was living in our time today, here in Nassau, Bahamas, or anywhere else on the planet, we would, what would we say about Job? He was what? Rich. With, with, I guess y'all call me rich with four children. Hey, but that ain't no truth. Don't you believe that lie? But, but, but according to verse 3, this guy's he's got it going on. 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 this, yada, yada, yada. A lot of servants. Um, Job was righteous by biblical standards. It seems as if he did nothing wrong. As a matter of fact, according to verse 1, it gives us four uh, 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 characteristics of him. He was blameless, he was upright, he feared God, and he turned away from evil. As a matter of fact, if you drop down to verse 8, even God brags about Job's character. We're going to get to that in a minute. So this wasn't the, some, whoever the writer of Job was. This is when them saying, well, you know what? I'm going to write this about Job. And yeah, 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 yeah. Job had it all together. And then the music of the movie changes. Verse 6 says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Time out. I don't know. Write that in your notes. I don't know. I don't know how Satan got there with that meeting. We're just reading from the text. The Lord said to Satan, from where you come from? Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless a man, an upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Satan goes on to say in verse 11, he says, But put forth now your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. I told you the music to the movie was going to change. Um, I don't like scary movies. Uh, I, I've never liked them, especially horror movies. Uh, and, and, and usually it's the music. Boom, 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 boom. And the music and the piano and the violence and the screeching. I can't look. This is that part of the movie. Because according to verses 1 to 5... Job's hardcore. Would you say? He's righteous. He's blameless. He's upright. He, 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 he fears God and he turns away from evil. He's got seven sons, three daughters. He's got a bunch of wealth. Lots of servants. Life is great. And then, all of a sudden, Satan and God has a conversation. Have a conversation. And here is innocent Job, now the subject of this conversation. 
Let's go back and take a closer look at it. God says to Satan, I'm going to try and put it in the Bahamian vernacular. Verse 7, where you been? God says. Satan says, eh, hand there. You know, you know the routine. Same old, same old. Verse 8, God says to Satan, have you, Satan, considered my servant Job? And if you look closely at the word considered in the, in the, in the Hebrew, there was a guy I used to know, underscore the word used to. He used to break into cars. Like I said, used to know. He would go to the mall in the U.S. And he would make a living breaking into cars, taking coins out of the change, uh, stealing CDs. He wouldn't break the car. But here's what he'd do. He would go to the cars in the parking lot, usually to the end of the parking lot, and he would check the door. And just go to each car door, check the door. Let's say he checked 20 cars, he may get a, a hole. And he would go in the car and he would help himself. Now I'm not endorsing any of this. All right, we got some well-to-do police officers in our audience. I, okay. Um, listen, okay, good, here we go. So he would consider... The door. Listen to what Job, sorry, listen to what God asks Satan. Have you considered my servant Job? Have you checked him out? Have you tried him? Have you taken a shot at him? Goes, God goes on to further say, he says, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like Job on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. So Satan's response is, again, the Bahamian vernacular, <laughs> Job don't fear you for nothing. Verse 10, Have you not made a hedge about him? Not just around him, but his house and all that he has. On every side, Lord, you got him blocked in. God, you've blessed all the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. And then Satan says in verse 11, he says, but. <laughs> Tell you what, take your hand off of him. Let me really have him. And Satan says, and see that he will surely curse you to your face. Verse 12 can be put, God says, game on. Have you ever heard a father brag about his son? 
Like, like, like um, Cadmiel. Cadmiel right now is about 6'5". He's pushing about 190 or so. And he's only nine. <laughs> Sorry, Cadmiel. Fathers brag about their sons and their daughters. Parents brag about their children. And rightfully and understandably so, right? Here's God bragging about Job. Satan, hey, 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 where you been? Yeah, just here and there. Hey, listen, have you tried my, have you, you know about Job, don't you? Yeah, I know about Job. He's the one you got that head of protection around. But I tell you what, God, let's sweeten the deal. Take your hands off of him. Give him to me for a couple of days. And I promise you, God, he will turn and curse you to your face. Satan's desire, ladies and gentlemen, was simply to do one thing to Job. To get Job to lose focus of his relationship with God and, and, and look at the situation and say, God, forget you. And Satan thought that, hey, you know what? Of course Job is going to be all of these things. Of course he's going to be blameless and upright and, and bless the Lord, oh my soul, because you've got a hedge of protection around him. Give him to me, God. And God says, all right, Satan, he's yours. Only you can't touch his life. <clears throat> I should have asked Craig about this, but I think I can take the liberty. Craig and I had some fun with this a couple of years back, and uh, we were talking about this, and Craig said, boy, I don't know if I want God bragging to anyone about me like that. <laughs> that type of bragging seems to attract trouble. <laughs> Would it not? But, but, but think about it. Wouldn't it be great if God were to really brag about us as children? Some of y'all say, ah, no, 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 no. Now, let me just stay over here in my corner. You in your small corner and I, yeah, right, right. No, he was blameless, upright, feared God and turned away from evil. Wow. And God had the confidence to say to Satan, game on. Let's read the rest. Because Satan said, take your hand off of him, and what will happen? Let's see if, let's see if Job does that. Now, now, verses 13 to 22. Uh, if you have your Bible, I really want you to see this. I want you to look for two phrases. Uh, uh, I alone have escaped. I want you to look for that phrase. And, 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 and I also want you to look for the phrase, excuse me, while he was speaking. Okay? So, so here we go, verse 13. It says, Now on the day when Job's sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing. And the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans attacked and took them. They also slew the servants with the edge of the sword. And who? I alone have escaped to tell you. So what's happened so far? Look at verse uh, 14. The ox get killed. The donkeys got killed. And all the servants are dead, right? Verse 16 opens up with what? 
while he was still speaking, while the, the first servant is still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Verse 17, quickly, here's that phrase we were looking for. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and took them and slew the servants with the edge of the sword. And who? I alone have escaped to tell you. Verse 18, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons, your sons, master, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they died. And I alone have escaped to tell you. So here's this man, blameless, upright, fearing God, turning away from evil. He ain't asked for nothing. He's minding his own business. The best man in the East. Serves God. Righteous. Fellas, his sons would throw a party. Job would go and offer sacrifices just in case them children did something bad. Couldn't ask for a better man. Job is the innocent victim, seemingly, of a conversation up in the heavenlies between God and Satan. And in, in, a, in a split second, everything's taken away from him. You with me? Remember, the, 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 the I alone have escaped, and while he was speaking, this is a fraction of time. Look at verse 20. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. God won, Satan nothing. What was the bet, if I could use that in our vernacular? What was the deal? What did Satan say to God? He's going to curse you. Take, take your hand off of him, God. Give him to me. And see if he doesn't curse you to your face. What a challenge. And what was Job's response? Job called the punch. He called the prime minister's office. He called... Verse 20 says, Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell to the ground, and worshipped. And that tearing of the robe is a sign of mourning. It wasn't a sign of, of anger. It was a sign of mourning, repentance, humility. And look at his response. Naked I came into this world. 
They can all return. The Lord gave and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, through all of this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. Wow! Answer this one in your heart. Where, where are you in the process? 2014 was rough. Add a little vat in there, and 2015 is going to be a little rougher by all standards, by appearances. Boy, vat can get blamed for so much this year, eh? <laughs> I can't sleep, vat. <laughs> Tire flat, vat. Get a call from the school, vat. That's going to get blamed for everything, but how are you and I going to live 2015 in such a way that God turns and says, <laughs> no, we don't want God saying that. <laughs> Satan, have you considered Patrick? He's blameless, upright. He fears me and turns away from evil. If we, if we live, if we truly exist to bring honor and glory to God, how are you going to live this year? As a matter of fact, um, turn with me to 1 Peter. I'm so excited, I lost all my notes. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. Because I want you to understand something. 1 Peter, that's New Testament. Um, 1 Peter chapter 5. I am sorry, but I still get excited to hear pages turn. I know technology is great and all that sort of stuff, but boy, I get a thrill. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. I want you to understand something. The writer of First Peter, the letter says, Be sober in verse 8. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So in other words, ladies and gentlemen, expect challenges this year. If you're a Christian, if, if you are a believer in, in God, if you have come to the place where you are firmly convinced that Jesus Christ died for your sins and that he was buried and that he was raised again according to scripture, if you're one of those believers, then you are no different than Job. You're open game. Peter warns us and he says, be on the alert. Be on guard. Be sober in spirit. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking you and I to devour. So what's our attitude going to be like going through 2015? 
What can be a good target? What can be a good goal to set in our lives as it relates to running or walking in a victorious way? Excuse me, that God gets all the glory. That God will say, boy, there goes my, my servant. You fill in the blank. And understand, Satan, Satan don't play pat a cake, pat a cake. He plays for keeps. His desire is to destroy. He has no good in his heart, in his mind, in his intent towards you and I. Absolutely none. As a matter of fact, for him to do anything else would be totally against his character. In other words, he's not going to say, you know what? I like Errol. I can leave Errol alone. I ain't going to bother him. No! No, every one of us are open game. Now my question to you is, how are you going to respond knowing that he's out to get you? I blame everything else when things happen in my life. I blame everyone else when things go wrong in my life. January is the longest month on record. For those of you who spent up all your money before Christmas and got to wait till the end of this month, January is the longest month on record. Can I get an amen? Good, 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 good. I'm not the only one. All right? But, 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 but. My finances. And I'm trying to make this as practical as possible. I could sit and complain. I could groan about that. And the government do this and the government didn't do that, etc., etc. Or I could entrust myself to him who judges righteously. I could say, God, you put me in this mess. You need to get me out. I don't know where you are. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what you're struggling with. But understand, sometimes God allows us to be in circumstances. He places us right where we are so that we can reflect to all and sundry His glory. But while we belly aching and moaning and groaning and blaming this thing and the next and filth, flour and filth and everything, God isn't getting the glory, is He? Will God look at us and say, there goes Patrick, blameless, upright. <laughs> I don't know if he fears me, but he turns away from evil. I want God to boast about me. We were talking about uh, boasting in the Lord earlier. But, 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 but wouldn't it be a great thing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm making too much of this. But it's a beautiful thing when you, as a child, hear your parent bragging about you. And how much better would it feel to hear God bragging about us? 
If you read the rest of Job, it's a better ending than it is at the beginning. God replaces everything that Job had taken away from him. But what if, what if, what if Job had cursed God to his face? As a matter of fact, later on, Job's wife says, sweetie, honey, just help us all out and just curse God and die. I collect the insurance, I'll take care of it. <laughs> Would God have gotten the glory? Would we enjoy the end of Job and, and, and see God's blessing? No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, uh, oh, my, my Bible falling apart, pray. Listen to Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. As I, try to, as, I, as I try to end. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Um, uh, Paul in his letter to the church at Ephesus. He says in verse 10. Finally be strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might. And he's about to articulate to the saints. How they can fend off. How they can be aware. How they can thwart the enemy's plan. He says to them, put on the full armor of God. Why? So that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. He goes on to say, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Let me put it this way. I took 30 minutes to tell you this. It is going to be absolutely critical for you to make certain that you're in the word of God like never before. I'm sorry I took the long boat to China. But let me say it again. It is absolutely critical. If you're going to survive this point on, when you look at all the things that's going on around us, not just here in Nassau, but in the Bahamas, but in the region, but in this hemisphere around planet Earth. Let me tell you something. If you're not making sure that you're firmly grounded in the Word of God, you will not survive. Satan will eat you alive. It, it's like, it's like, it's... Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, you have to put it on. He says, you put on the whole armor of God. He didn't say Calvary Bible Church was put it on for you. He didn't say Sunday school attendance will put it on for you. He says, you put it on. Is church attendance good? Is going to Sunday school good? Yes. For adults too? Yes. Very good. They are all a part of that process. But what happens after Sunday? We take the armor off. 
when we throw it under the bed and we, you only do warfare on Sunday, right? As a matter of fact, the word there schemes. Verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. The schemes there is a deliberate, intentful plan for destruction. And understand, Satan has one of them for each one of us. You see my boy Patrick? You know what I can do with him? I'm going to, I can, I can, here's how I can do, this is what I can do for him today. I can, first of all, I can give him a flat tire. And then what I can do, I can agitate Mona Lisa just enough so she come out in her bathrobe and ask me how come I leave for work yet. The plan is, them two go row out in the parking lot. And then see, all the people going past can see them rowing. Ding, 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 round one, I win. So you can send Mona Lisa inside after he done mash up, fix the tire, go to work, and on his way to work, I can have someone run into the back end. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a matter of fact, I can have him nudge him just enough so he get a whiplash so he could go to the hospital. And you know the hospital, they ain't touching you until you... And that included. <laughs> so if the whiplash didn't kill me, the cause killed me. I, it sounds funny, but understand, his schemes are deliberate and intent and is with your destruction in mind. So that's why when you step out of your door tomorrow and things happen, no, 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 because you clawed. Because you have on the full arm of God, you're able to say, wait, 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 wait. I smell a rat. God, show me you in the middle of all of this. Help me get through this challenge. Are you with me? And like I said, I don't know where you are. I don't know what it is you're struggling with. But boy, it's time to go. People are hungry. I can hear it. But listen, stay with me for a minute. I want 2015 to be a year like never before when we can truly say at the end of the year, I will boast in the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Too often we come to church, we limping, mash up, because we've been fighting Satan. But we've been fighting him with no armor. How on earth do you do that? That's insane. Fellas over there laughing. But I would sure, because I try to do the same thing. Don't we want better? Find yourself in the Word of God. Adults, there are a lot of you who don't come out to Bible, uh, to, 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 to Sunday school. You drop the children. And listen, we got four, five, six adult Sunday school classes, man, you get plugged in. Uh, there's Discovery um, every other Wednesday. But there's just tons of opportunities here at Calvary that, that you can get plugged in. And then, then Monday night and Tuesday night and Thursday night at Telios, there's more stuff being offered just to make sure you put yeah. your helmet on, your breastplate on. Your... But don't you dare go out there and try to fight Satan. We are no match for him. And so when Satan comes along and he considers you, May God look down at us. 
with much pride. And says, there goes my son, my daughter, who's blameless, who's upright, who fears me, and he turns away from evil. Father, may your name be praised. May you get all the honor. May you get all the honor, the glory, and may you get all the praise. God, there is absolutely nowhere in Scripture where you tell us it will be a bed of roses. War is ugly. War smells bad. It looks bad. It feels bad. But, oh God, at the end of the day, if you'd be so gracious as to preserve our lives and have us be able to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh God, thank you for counting us worthy to suffer in such a way to be your representatives, to bring, to shine forth that which you're doing in our lives. Oh God, may you get it all in our lives for your good pleasure. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.